Earthrealm is on the verge of catastrophe. Should it lose one more tournament, the savage realm of Outworld will invade. But an ancient prophecy foretells that a group of champions will be united by the rise of Hanzo Asashi's blood. Wait, there was a tournament in this movie? Test your mind! Test your mind! Welcome back, gamers! This is Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Edgington. And this is 8-Bit Movie Review, the podcast where we watch movies and series based on video games. And this week, we watched... Angry Birds 2. (laughs) Oh, wait, no. The brand new 2021 Mortal Kombat. And the song you heard in the intro was a cover by Lame Genie featuring... Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's not fake. <laughs> they're they're just fucking awesome. They can we just like for a moment talk about how Lame Genie and uh people listening at home, if you do not know who they are, look them up. They pump out new songs like weekly, at least. Maybe like, it more. has to be weekly. I think it's I think it's at least once a week. Like their work ethic is crazy. And it like I've watched sometimes they'll do live streams of their recording process and learning. They're literally learning songs on the fly and recording at the same time. They have like contests for, um, you know, pick your own song Mm -hmm. and they'll cover it. It's insane. They're geniuses. They lame geniuses, lame genie. Check them out. Uh, you can see them on Bandcamp. They're huge on YouTube. You know, on our website, of course, we'll have more information you can find by them. Hell, we've we've plugged them so many times. I mean, they've just done so many different songs. Oh, yeah. It's easy to like, oh, what what movie are you watching? Oh, Lame Genie has a song for that. Oh, yeah. They're 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 fucking awesome. Good guys, too. Funny. Really but, funny. Th- you have to. Uh, I assume they have good humors like seeing what they do and they seem to love what they do and have a lot of fun yeah yeah good dudes you know what was surprisingly fun at most points was this movie josh yeah i mean i'm glad that they took a turn with you know what we're used to in mortal Kombat, but there was a lot of funny stuff in this movie i mean do we even need to yeah kano yeah. Kano was the best part of Kano. the whole movie. <laughs> he was the funniest person in the whole movie. He was the best, which I normally know him as uh, Tate from Superstore. I have no idea. Oh, that's that show. I watched one episode. I was like, I don't want to watch anymore. Yeah, he's he's really funny in that. He just plays like a sleazy pharmacist. Uh, he's played by Josh Lawson. Is uh, he Australian? Not in the show Superstore. I was like, actually, sh- I'm like. You know, me being arrogant when I found out that he was playing Kano, I'm like, what? They couldn't get an actual Australian guy with an accent to play Kano. And then I looked it up and was like, oh, that is his real accent. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, Christian Bale did interviews, people were like, wait, you're British? <laughs> you're not American? <laughs> and, but he was the best. He was the fucking best in this movie. He was hilarious. He made the character way better than the first one. Mm. Uh, well, I can't. I 
Yeah, I'll say that he he was u- utilized way better than in the original. But as we d- discussed while we were watching it, the original choice for that guy to be Australian in that movie is what influenced the game going true, forward. True. Not saying he was bad. We would have liked more of him in the oh, yeah. original movie. But this guy was just hilarious. Oh, he was he was so good. So Mortal Kombat 2021. Uh, the summary is haunted by the fearsome warrior Sub-Zero MMA fighter Cole Young finds sanctuary at the, the Temple of the Lord Raiden. Uh, training with experienced fighters Liu Kang, Kung Leo, and rogue mercenary Kano, Cole prepares to stand the Earth's greatest champions to take on the enemies from Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. No, Sonya? <laughs> Sonya was there in the training process. Yeah, but... Yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> she kind of wasn't she didn't have her tattoo till the end oh yeah no yeah that's uh, important so uh the release date that says here is april 16th 2021 but we all know that's wrong yeah that's incorrect they pushed it back pretty yep. recently it was th- this weekend uh as of this recording it was released yesterday uh april 23rd it is directed by uh simon mcquade i've looked up stuff by him before uh i think this is one of his big his first big movies correct me if i'm wrong um i'm not looking at it because i want people to email in <laughs> so tell me if i'm wrong or not fix but, uh, andrew's mistakes for him fix them for me the he's budget- just throwing fake news out everywhere and he's like you know what i don't want to do any research it's real news because the fake news is what comes from actual news so yeah fucking get it like right cnn right andrew <laughs> uh cnn fox news all the way baby Clinton news network i got a 25 tattoo <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean fox 25 yeah but that's only for like regional that's like massachusetts <laughs> yeah but i'm from mass baby oh okay you're one of those <laughs> my friends in indiana will be like well, i don't get that reference they'll be like nope. that's fox eight in our oh, area <laughs> probably uh, the budget for this movie is $50 million, and there is a box office amount. Well, it's early, and I'm actually kind of surprised already it's made this much. People are already going to the movie theaters. Josh, do you have that number up? Of course not. I didn't take any notes. You, I told you I wasn't going <laughs> That's to. That's right. Uh, the box office, it made $10.7 million so far, Josh. Yeah, you can't really, uh, we can't really judge it, because usually no, the first opening yeah. weekend is what they determine if something's going to be like a theater flop or not but obviously with like covid and everything i know people are getting vaccines but still i mean even once i get my vaccines i'm not gonna immediately be like i need to go to the movies yeah exactly uh it's it's crazy you know and uh i think you know they did the right thing uh you can watch this on hbo max and that's exactly what josh and i did Mm -hmm. uh we watched it together we held hands i got scared a couple times it was it was really gruesome at times i was holding andrew's dog's hands the whole time (laughs) uh i gotta say i do have mixed feelings about this movie um you know, the, he liked and he loved it. I liked it. No, yeah, well, I, uh, no. <laughs> it was just, um, I will say, all around, uh, you could see they totally used the budget to its full extent. Um, a lot of this was totally to set up a second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the the graphics were pretty good. Uh, I'll get onto the gore. I like the gore, but there was some disappointment about it. Really. 
I wasn't disappointed by the gore. What were you doing? There wasn't enough. Ooh. Well, I, I would have wanted a little bit more, but also we saw all, most of it in the trailer, which I, I get it. This is a, a huge franchise and they had to hook people somehow. Yeah. I mean, they didn't show too much in the trailer. They showed, I think in the trailer, they showed Kano ripping out Reptile's heart. They did show that. Um, they show you that, you know, Jax is going to crush a man's head. I mean, I knew that was coming because trailer showed. Okay, so yeah, I agree. They, they did show you a good amount of some of the violence, but they left out like the actual, some of the, like the best like gore thing in the entire movie didn't see it coming. Yeah. And I think we both agree what it is and we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it with uh, some character who I am not familiar with. I don't know if they made up some characters or they pulled them out of those really weak sequels. They came out with after three. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, there was a few new characters in this. Um, really there was only one new good character, Cole Young, um, but then for bad guys, there were, what was it, two, like the guy with the hammer and then the succubus kind of lady. Yeah, I'm assuming those are from other. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of Mortal Kombat's that um, they introduced characters and then those characters went nowhere. Yeah. Like, do you remember the one Mortal Kombat or two games where they had that drunken monk fat guy? Ugh. I wouldn't be surprised if they shove him in the second one. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about, uh, I think that's Mortal Kombat. Is that Deadly Alliance? I have no or idea. Or it's the one before that. I forgot what that one was. It's like Liu Kang dies and they introduce like a whole bunch of new characters. I think it was the first one they had for like PlayStation 2 that was actually 3D instead of the motion cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and that one was uh, very disappointing. That's when they introduced like you can use weapons in different styles, even though a lot of the newer ones do have that. Uh, call me a, an old fashioned Mortal Kombat player, but I'm not a big fan of them adding that into the newer games. Yeah, to each their own. Why? I, th- I think it makes sense yeah, for like Sub Zero and Scorpion, who are ninjas, to not use kunais and blades. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> they're saying that they're like ancient, like ninjas from different factions. They would use blades and they would use all, all sorts of weapons. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely get that. Um, but yeah, I think it's just uh, reminding me of that drunken character and you can change drunken styles for him. I, uh, that character was just terrible. He was awful. Well, that's why he's not really in the games anymore. So speaking of Scorpion, uh, so this movie opens up and I have no clue how long ago. And uh, Scorpion is just fetching water with his son. Mm -hmm. And uh, the wife is like, "Eh, I'm going to need more than just uh, two buckets of fucking water. You You need to go get me two more. And uh, Scorpion goes, uh... Guess I'll just let Sub-Zero kill you then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and what was Scorpion's actual name? Hanzo? It was Hanzo Hatashi or Hasashi or something Hasashi, like yeah. The yeah. other and Sub-Zero was Bihan. And uh, this scene was pretty cool. You know, we see, uh, um, you know, how like Sub-Zero put ice in his hands. Sub-Zero, I'm terrible at this whole beginning thing. Mm-hmm. Sub-Zero comes, threatens Hanzo's family toys with them and then freezes them 
Yeah, it just murders them. Just murders them. Yep. Though he freezes them, though later we find out if he does freeze people, they don't technically die. Yeah, I guess if you punch them out of the, the ice, they live. <laughs> oh, boy. And you, wait, I want to backtrack, too. You said that uh, Cole Young was a good addition. I said he was an addition okay. to the good guys. Okay. All right. Because I, I have a lot of problems with Cole. <laughs> oh, boy. This movie was fine. Andrew just likes to be like, ah. It's not perfect for me. Well, I'm not talking about He's, perfect, but I'm just talking like about name. the issues I have with I it. Wanted I wanted Scorpion to come out of him like Freddy in number no, two. No, <laughs> I didn't want that at all. But you really thought that Cole was a decent character? He Metal bot? No, Aquaman armor and fucking batons. It was unique. You need, you need, you need, uh, they, they, they took a, they took a stab at their own story. So it's not. The exact story. Though I swear, and I looked it up real quick, but now he's not anybody. Uh, I swear to God, I saw um, a character. I swear to God, there was a character in one of the older ones that looked like that. Maybe there was. Probably I, not. I looked up real quick. I, I didn't, I didn't find anything. I didn't know if they just gave him a different name. It was Dole Old. But I guess before I start poo-pooing on things, I guess I will talk about the positive because Josh thinks I just hate everything. The movie was fine. It was this. I'm not going to say the story was perfect. There are some some iffy things. Yeah, and we'll, we'll go over it. But I, motorcycle. I, I will say um, it was good. I'd watch it again. You know, well, I'm going to watch it again because we had that nasty ass glare. Yeah, on the we had TV. a terrible glare like, on my TV. I was like, What's happening? Uh, I can't see. It's so dark. Is someone dying? Uh, it gave me the fight scenes that I wanted, which leaves us to our next scene. Josh, what happens when Scorpion arrives and sees his family and two? Well, popsicles? Scorpion doesn't show up till the end of the movie. Oh, true, true. Um, Scorpion doesn't show up till the end of the movie. Andrew is he is um Hanzo Hasashi at that point. Okay, you <laughs> you burned me on that one. <laughs> so he goes and he's like, "Oh my God, my kid and my wife are popsicles now," and he starts crying like a little boohoo baby. But this is also after he just straight murdered a bunch of ninjas, and it was pretty cool. And uh, I, I mean, one of the things that you notice right away is that it, it's very clear that these actors have fight training. Like, it's very clear. Oh, yeah. You can tell the difference between like a Hollywood actor who has no fight, fight training. They're utilizing their stunt person a lot. It's so many edits with hits that it, 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 it takes you out of it. This is not that movie. No. This movie, the first fight scene is incredible because both like all of the actors know what they're doing yeah you can tell here yuki sonata definitely had some fucking training in uh joe taslim i think Teslim. yeah who played Teslam. who played sub-zero uh yeah they were fucking awesome they were great they picked they casted them perfectly for sub-zero and uh hanzo i will say uh and yeah i was really happy about these choices yeah, I am surprised that Bihan already had like ice powers like before. Or is that just like a thing with his clan that they have ice powers? I think that's a thing with his clan. Okay. As far as uh, the for people that play all the games and 
this week I did like a whole dive on the story. The story is so, they change so many things, but they make everything canon. So it yeah, the story of Mortal Kombat of each character is is pretty messed up. It's this kind of puts it a little bit more into contents. But yes, uh, I believe that clan does have ice abilities, though. It seemed like when the other clans members attacked. Sub-Zero was the only one with ice abilities. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. So, I mean, he sees his his family's dead. He gets attacked by basically Sub-Zero's guys. None of them have ice abilities. And uh, Hanzo just fucking murders everybody. And it's brutal. And he double taps everyone for some reason. <laughs> like he, he stabs a guy in the top of the head. And then he's like, I'll stab you in the back for some reason now. Like, or no, that man's snap, already dead. Snap their neck. Yeah, after snap the- their neck. It's like he has a blade <laughs> through his face. You don't need to snap his neck. He's already dead. Just he just has to make sure. He's got to yeah. He's got to be a hundred percent sure. So he kills all those people. Then he's just like, I gotta find Bihan, and he's just kind of chilling, taking a dump somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way he looked. He was sitting weird on this rock and we're like, is he taking a shit? Yeah, he totally looked like if somebody was out in the woods camping, like you'd find like something to hang your ass over to just take a shit. Yeah. You'd... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then a really cool fight scene happens. Like the the two clearly best trained actors slash like actual martial artists in this movie who play Sub-Zero and Scorpion. And they, I mean, it's got to be like a five, six minute scene of them just fucking each other up for quite a bit. Yeah. And it ends in uh, Hanzo getting murdered, pretty much, which just sets it up. Remember my face. Because I'm going to cover it up with a mask. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I even said it when we were watching it. It's just like, okay. (laughs) So you're just going to cover. Remember this face. It'll be covered completely. I won't. You you better remember my dimple because you're not going to see the rest of me. I won't look the same at all. I'll even have a different name. My voice will be different. (laughs) So then for some reason, once he dies, he turns to fire ash and goes away. <laughs> and then Raiden shows up and he's like, I'm gonna take this baby. And that's that's the beginning. It it's kind of shitty that he goes to hell. Like Yeah. His- yeah, you think about it, he usually when you you learn about like afterlife and I mean most religions, if you're murdered, it's not like, well, it's your fault. You did that. Maybe it was vengeance that brought him that brought him to hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was it? No, I don't know. And because, you know, and is it because you can climb out of hell, but you can't fall out of heaven? This oh. is this is one of the things. And I, I, I think Josh might agree with me on this. Uh, we love seeing, you know, getting ready for Scorpion. But don't get too excited, folks, because you're not going to see him for the rest of the movie. Cue the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It, the scene that we all thought was awesome in one of those trailers is literally the end of the movie. Which, in my opinion, is unfortunate. And especially... Hey, spoilers. There's no tournament in this movie. No. Well, There's keep, no Mortal Kombat tournament. They keep talking about it. Like, seriously, it's it's just pretty much raining the whole time being like, the tournament's not supposed to start yet. Guys, we gotta wait to fight until the tournament. And it's like, uh, Andrew, turn the subtitles on for that guy. <laughs> yeah, that was one really, like, most, most, 90% 
of the Asian, Chinese, like whatever ethnicity they were, spoke fine and you could understand them. But Raiden's actor, we did have to go back and turn on subtitles for something. I was like, I didn't catch a single thing he just said. And I was like, he shouldn't be given words like that to say because he can't pronounce them very well. I think it was an acting choice. Yeah. I, I think because they wanted to show, which honestly is the most accurate rain it I see. Because it, even in the game, he's like white and uh, he was actually he looked like he was Japanese descent. Yeah. Yeah. He's not supposed to be Christopher Lambert. He's supposed to be an Asian like demigod, which makes sense. To be played by an Asian person, what was and not the, two white guys? What was the quote you did earlier that he does in the in the movie? Christopher Lambert, Lambert. Oh, uh, he he says it like four times, and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, I don't think so." <laughs> does it like six times <laughs> in the first a. movie? I don't think so. They should have brought him back, honestly. <laughs> uh, no, they shouldn't have. <laughs> they should never what is like a joke like he's just like a monk or something and he gets to say that looks at the camera winks and then like just walks off screen and like hits like the mic guy it's like oh breaking the fourth wall oh boy Ugh. so after um you know i was a little disappointed that immediately we didn't get boop 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 but yeah yeah but yeah. josh called it mm-hmm they were saving it till the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everyone was hoping that in this movie, four or five times, they would play the classic Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but they can't keep using that song. It can't keep holding up all of the bad movies that Mortal yeah. Kombat made. Maybe they'll make Platinum again. They didn't even do like, uh, it, they only said the Mortal Kombat thing with the original voice one time in that song that plays only at the end of the movie. And it's like a fucking EDM version of it. It's weird. Yeah. It, it still got me grooving though. Yeah. But it's then as it, hype as the original. But then it got like robot porny. Yeah, exactly. Then it, then it got into like the wow. You know, that stupid shit. But it's cool that they, they did have the guy from that does now the, the voices like over for fight. Finish him. Yeah. Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lame genie, you fucking geniuses. So we get introduced to Cole at a uh, MMA fight, which. Yeah. I don't know. I and I don't even know why they added this. I felt like um, and Josh thought the same thing, too. The way they set it up, they make it seem like Cole is going to throw the fight. Yeah, he's pretty much being asked, like, to throw a fight against someone. And but that's not the case. What what do you mean? It's not the case. He wasn't asked to throw the fight. They just said that uh, he's known for losing because he doesn't defend he just attacks 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 oh well okay but yeah see they don't really establish either or and his uh you know his trainer is his daughter sister because i think it's his daughter it's his daughter but like it kind of would have made more sense if it was his sister yeah i don't know still thought it was weird the whole thing of like okay so he gets in this fight. It's a cool fight. MMA, yada, yada. 
getting bl- fucked up both sides. And then, like Andrew said, he's not good at defending, so the guy gets on his back and chokes him out, and he taps. Still makes his 200 bucks, whatever, they can go get ice cream, fuck it, doesn't matter. <laughs> but then Jack shows up, and I guess Jax and Sonya are working to find all of these chosen Earth Realm defenders, because they're all, they all got the Mortal Kombat symbol as a tattoo somewhere on them. Which we also find out in this movie, it's transferable, which is very weird. But, and he's like, yeah, I've had it since birth. And he's like, huh? And the girl's like, a birthmark. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit. Like, why didn't anyone say like, yeah, I I know what that means. Like, you've had it from- What's a birthmark? I got a tattoo when I was born. Like, no, it's a- I don't know. So this this kind of thing makes zero sense in in my opinion too. Uh, so yeah, they definitely added some new lore to the series, like this tattoo thing, this birthmark looking thing that actually looks nothing like a tattoo. It looks like a birthmark, almost like, like a brand of some sort. Exactly, yeah. like somebody went when brand getting yourself brand was cool and got that done. Still pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so th- it makes no sense because that means to me, that means if somebody else that has that symbol dies, it tra- it's transferred through their whole lineage, which it only seems to be the case with Scorpion. Hanzo, sorry, he ain't Scorpion yet. Yeah, I don't know. They don't really go too deep in that. You're very, you're right. I mean, they don't explain how Jax has the tattoo. Has the well, they the say symbol. that Jax killed somebody that. Oh, had that's what it was. He killed it. someone that had it. So maybe, uh, okay. So the whole thing with these symbols is like, if you kill someone that has it, then you become, you become one of the chosen realm, Earth realm fighters, or something like that. And I guess the, I guess the symbol is to identify who are the protectors of each realm. That's the only thing I can think of. So, like, it's kind of like fate kind of deal. But like he said, like, hmm, should we get into who Cole is related to at this point? Yeah, let's if and and before we go further, if you haven't seen the movie and you're not familiar with the show, we're going to talk spoilers. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk all of the spoilers. So please watch this movie. Like, it is worth the time to watch the movie. Like. Some dips in this knowledge, not in the knowledge, but like how the story unfolds and some of the choices they make. It, it doesn't take that much away from how cool oh, yeah. all of the other stuff is executed. Like, don't get me wrong. And I poo pooed a little on it first. I liked this movie. But oh, yeah. It's, I it's like up to, there. It's I like to there. poke holes in things. And, yeah. you know, that's the fun of this podcast. So that's where Andrew is at this point in his life. <laughs> Everything is shit. Everything is shit. Though sometimes these movies make me think other movies that might be mediocre like, shit. You know, to Postal me. wasn't actually that bad. It's pretty good. So if you haven't seen the movie, stop now, watch the movie, and come back. HBO it, Max or in theaters currently. Exactly. And I think you have till May 23rd to watch it on HBO Max. So just watch it on HBO Max. If you don't give a shit, here we go. Spoilers coming yep. your way. Okay, so Cole Young is a is the descendant of the baby that Raiden saved, one of um, Hanzo's, Hanzo's infant child put into, like, orphan care forever, basically. And Cole is the descendant, so and they, he they has brush, scorpion nightmares. They brush uh, over it so quickly, but then it's like he said, 
it's they're hinting it big time because he's just getting scorpion nightmares. He's having scorpion nightmares. That's what it is. Yeah. He keeps seeing that. Uh, what was it? The it, kunai. The and kunai. He's, he's like a demon version of scorpion kind of thing. The kunai, which we find out was actually a gardening tool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just the a kunai. And they were just using it to dig holes, I think. Yeah. Still killed people. Yeah, it was still badass. Yeah. So that's Cole Young. That's pretty much it. He's a MMA boy. And uh, so does what does anything happen bef- between Jack's meeting him and then them going to get food and the whole downtown Sub-Zero? No, you thing? pretty no, much okay. nailed it. Okay. Uh, Jack's watched the fight. Jack says he was a good fighter. They do a thing where I think they were going to go in his past because Cole says something about um, he's not as good as a fighter as he used to be. Yeah. Also, his daughter gives him uh, a bracelet that so happens to be Scorpion's colors. So they really were heavy handed on, by the way, this guy Uh, has some relatives. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That was perfect, by the way. (laughs) So then they go to get ice cream. She was eating French fries. She was eating ice cream. Oh, she was because the fart noise when when her father. Oh, God, that was weird. It's like, (laughs) Jesus, dude. You guys are you guys are going to do the ADR over again. So why don't you fix that weird farting noise? Oh, they when he added that, lick? dude. Yeah. They fucking added that. And what we're talking about is like it's this whole thing where they're like, all right, we're going to go inside while the daughter's sitting outside eating food and ice cream. And then Cole, he's being the goofy dad, takes a lick of the ice cream. It makes a fucking weird ass pooping noise. Like, it's like, Jesus, put another sound there like lick <laughs> or anything. Anything. Yeah. And then what happens, Andrew? What do we get? Well, the, the daughter's sitting outside being like, la, la, la. And it starts to snow. <gasps> oh, my God. And But it's only in July, which says the daughter. I mean, not the daughter, the wife. And then the daughter's table starts to turn into ice and she doesn't move. Like, yeah, like sharp ice is forming all over the table, getting towards her. Exactly. She's like, huh? That's weird. That's a good sign to be like, oh, well, something's really fucked up. I and should- then she sits around. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. While the snow then starts l- traveling upwards. <laughs> She's like, huh. What's uh what's going on here? Let me just see. The windows turn to ice and she's like, Wow. This is really weird. They, uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised about snow in July. They, they film in Massachusetts. Because we literally had snow like three times in the last week. <laughs> uh, those are probably, well, yeah, that's true. We did have a bunch of snow, but that was probably, you know, Hollywood snow, which is usually so. I don't think it's Hollywood because remember at the end he said. He'd go well, I mean, when they filmed it, obviously. Well, but the, yeah, it probably wasn't real. It was snow. <laughs> it was, probably it was soap. That's what they usually use. I don't use. know about practical effects can make stuff travel upwards. True. Like snow. Uh, and then we get the, this scene, though. I will admit, I even though what happens next and what Sub Zero is doing is kind of stupid, but uh, mm, yeah, this is totally a graphics flex. I feel I felt at this point where it was really cool the the way they showed Sub Zero using his powers, stopping the snow in mid air, and then freezing the ground. And then what, what does he do next? He basically throws a bunch of snowballs at people. <laughs> like you'd think if he's lifting up all this snow and like propelling it at people, it would be shards of ice that would, you know, 
cut people. Yeah, throw in some icicles. Stab like a tire, puncture it. But no, he's basically just throwing like clumps of snow at people. <laughs> yeah, Jax pulls up and is like, get in the car. And and they uh, they drive off and they're just getting pelted by snowballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not even a joke. That's not really. A, that's exactly what happens. Um, and then in the drive, the escape, we get a little bit of exposition from Jax, who basically says that you're chosen, Cole. You're one of the chosen ones. Like Christopher Lambert was Highlander. <laughs> but there can be more than one Earth Realm protector. See, I did like that they just quickly went over uh, what's going on. But then again, they give us the same shit. Like the same, like, oh, by the way, just in case you didn't realize how, how <laughs> people are chosen. Let's go over it they one get chosen. more time. Yeah. So really, that that's it. He's just like, I'm working with Sonya Blade, yada, yada. And then Sub-Zero teleports in front of them, basically, in the, well, typical bad guy stuff, you know. It's like it's like Jason from Friday the 13th. They've been driving for five minutes in a high-speed car while Sub-Zero was on foot, but for some reason, there's Sub-Zero standing in front of them. Well, we find out later they can travel by smoke, which I thought... Was I thought we were going to see maybe smoke. That's um, what I thought first. That's what I thought first. But too. I think it would make more sense. But then, no, again, Shang Sun was doing the smoke teleportation. Wait, wait, what? How did you pronounce his name? Shang Tuson. Oh, he changed <laughs> it. He changed it. And Kung Leo. All right, I'll say Shang Sun. <laughs> uh, but like in the games... Noob Cybot, who also kind of has like smoke like abilities, mm -hmm. is the original Sub Zero come back from the dead. So I thought that maybe they were hinting that, but then I realized now that I think of it, Shang's son was the one doing the smoke teleportation. Yeah. And I thought that, okay, what was Sub Zero's name? B Lao? Uh, B. <laughs> Bihan? Bihan, Bihan. Okay. It was Bihan. I thought that in I thought that he was supposed to be the brother of Sub-Zero who died in the original ones and replaces Sub-Zero. That's what happens in Mortal Kombat 2 and I okay. think they're saving that for the sequel. Okay, so okay, that makes sense. So so maybe what you just said will come true. Because, because that's spoiler, Sub-Zero does die in this movie. Yes, and so that's he'll come back as Noob Cybot and then his brother or someone will take up the Sub-Zero mantle. Exactly. That, and okay, I think sense. they're following lore to a, a certain point. They actually did a pretty good job of following the Mortal Kombat lore. Yes. Scorpion kills Sub-Zero and then and the second one um, Sub Zero is going to try to avenge his brother, who Sub the Bihan's brother, who is Tundra, which is Oof. such an awful name. And I think they didn't even throw that shit in there until like way later in the lore. But uh, yeah, he comes, and then we find out that there was deception. It's ugh. look up the lore, people. It's it's interesting. I will say that it's not terrible, but it the people that created it kept like. Adding stuff to the lore, but not wanting to change the weird stuff they added beforehand. So they they constantly just try to figure out ways to make what they thought was cool at the first time work. Wow, I'm exhausted from just saying all those things. <laughs> you just said a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they definitely stuck to some of the established lore. 
but they did also take lore from some of the um because i know some of the lore is from that scorpion's revenge animated one that they put out a couple months ago i think it was which we will be covering at some point yeah I've, i've seen a little bit it's it's really good um but i think they also kind of picked and choose a little bit of how the lore would develop um everything's not exactly as it goes in the game which is fine i'm okay with that it's kind of like invincible that we've both been watching oh god the comic fucking love it is already well established the big plot points are already well established but they're doing it in a different way to make it so it's easy it makes more sense for an episodic release exactly which i think is what they're kind of doing here they have the lore established but they want to make sure that it sets each movie sets up a sequel that they can continue and they're not doing it as drastically as monster hunter did where from Ugh. minute 1 it's like we're getting a sequel and they focused way too much on one character in that in yeah. monster hunter instead of the monsters which is what those games are mainly based off of exactly but exactly this it was cool that they you know introduced and focused a little bit more on mink uh, the older main characters like we get now you know so jacks fights sub-zero we've yep. all seen the trailer yep. i hope you did we see what happens they have a little bit of a fight sub-zero freezes his arms again graphics look great it's slower than what happens in the trailer makes sense you can see like skin kind of falling off his arms as he's like trying to break the f- like his arms are being broken and he gets his arms ripped off yeah, I will give it to Jax, though. He was holding his own pretty well oh, yeah. against someone that can create ice. And uh, it was a good fight scene. Another good fight scene. But, you know, we all saw the trailer, the Red Band trailer. So we know what's what's happening. But, you know, thankfully, Sub-Zero doesn't go in for the kill for some reason. Even though he cauterized. They say later that <laughs> the ice cauterized the wounds. So it's like, why didn't you just kill him? He was one of Earth's protectors all he did was take out his arm yeah but you also you know i i want to go back to what you said about like the way Jax held his own the the thing that this did that the other movie didn't was give everybody their proper fighting style Mm -hmm. where he's a brawler oh yeah yeah him and sonya are brawlers because they're multi-tour so like military personnel like special ops so it's a lot of cqc stuff um kano's another brawler like real dirty fighting and that's what i was gonna get into the way that they had kano and doing those certain kicks reminded me of the video game yeah kano was fucking awesome it was fucking awesome kano was great and we're getting to like a great scene with him where well he's introduced and then what ensues ensues so Jax is out of the picture so um where is he he is uh, <laughs> so basically Jax had said, okay, you know, Cole, get your family out of here, you know, find Sonia. Cause she is, you know, me and her have been looking into all of these different earth realm, earth realm protectors. And we've been, you know, finding people that have this marking. We're trying to figure out what the fuck it all means. So he gets his family away and he's like, this fucking dude's going to come after you. So it makes more sense for me to like, get out of here, which it doesn't, it doesn't, because we've already seen Sub-Zero will just kill a person's family to bring that person out to the open. Yeah. So I I just assumed his family would die, 
so that he, he would draw him in. But that wasn't the case, I guess. So where does Cole go, Andrew? Uh, Cole goes and finds Sonya Blade. Now, is it Brigitte Wilson? Uh, no, it's Jessica McNamee. Well, My- fuck that. <laughs> now, nah, now Veronica Vaughn. It's not Miss Veronica Vaughn. And by the way, uh, before we move forward, I forgot to mention it. I know I hate backtracking, but the cool thing about when Jax gets his arm ripped off, I forgot to mention this. They, in a new way, have the uh, finish him music that they play after a fatality. Yeah, it's like that. It's similar to like the dun-dun-dun. And the and it was really cool on that one. But they only did that that once. Though, yeah, that was once, though. But it was still cool at the beginning of the movie to see that. It's 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 good seeing these little nods, like little nods. And yes, at one point, someone does say flawless victory. Yeah. And no, it's not Shang Soon when he gets hit, a, when Goro gets hit a few times and it's not actually a fucking flawless and that, victory. And that it was cool when it happens. Ooh, it was very cool. Very cool. And it was the only point where I would be like, oh, yeah, yeah. That was pretty fucking flawless. But I I interrupted Josh's flow. We meet not Veronica Vaughn, who was, in my opinion, the hotter Sonya. Oh, the best Sonya. Oh, my God. But am I saying her last name correctly? Jessica McNamee? I don't know. It's uh, I'm not related to her. But anyway, Jessica McNamee played I don't think she's listening. <laughs> Sonya Blade. <laughs> Uh, and I thought Sonya Blade was all right. I, I kind of didn't like the whole, I want a dragon tattoo too. Yeah. That was kind of like, you could tell how jealous she was throughout most of the movie that she wasn't, she didn't have one of those. So like, I want to be a chosen one too. Mm. <laughs> Just pouting. Not really pouting, but like you, you could tell like it brought, it was brought up multiple times and she like, she didn't she never like was like i want one too because she was like the tough like military exterior type person which is great she was a good fighter and all the fights she was in was fine but like you said there was just like this air of like i want a dragon too too because as we see in this scene she has kano chained up and he's got a tattoo too so this goes to show you that earth realm apparently doesn't get to choose their warriors like outworld gets to well uh, i think these people are chosen that have the tattoos but then if they're killed by someone else like we said it transfers to that person so kano wasn't originally chosen to, to be an earth realm protector it's just because he killed the person that was one yeah, but then they also say that the uh, Jax killed somebody that was wreaking havoc that had the tattoo. Yeah. So do the bad guys have tattoos, too? They don't really get yeah, into so. that. Yeah, I think they have each realm has their own protectors that probably have that symbol. Well, you know what, though? At least they weren't like the tattoos in Mortal Kombat Annihilation where they when they die, a dragon oh comes busting out <laughs> yeah. of their back or something like oh, that. Man, I, I was hoping for that. something that shitty. Oh my I god! Was really hoping for something that shitty. That was so bad. Well, um, yeah, like he said, Cole finds Sonya Blade. She's living in basically like a homeless pavilion, um, which on the outside looks like a bunch of cardboard boxes, but it's it's like a bunch of really like in depth fucking trailers and storage containers underground, like a secured facility. And 
It's got all this research everywhere that they've been tracking, like in different cultures, there's different, you know, they keep showing little clips of like, oh, there's like Nightwolf over there. Like this. Oh, yeah. Tribe. I forgot the nod to, to Nightwolf. Yeah. They're like this tribe and he has the symbol and they're just kind of tracking everything. And there's even a even a mention of like, we think it leads to this this tournament that the or something and this we think it's called this tournament <laughs> and it's called mortal Kombat because she has a picture and cole's like are you fucking kidding me it's like the name's not even spelled right <laughs> i love that I love they that did that. that that was, was that was a nice little nod and and yeah and like i said like there is swearing in this movie because it's rated r and it makes sense if you saw a man throwing ice at you and making it snow you wouldn't be like oh gee golly that's weird I'm going to run away. You'd be like, what the fuck? Holy fuck it. He just fucking froze his arms off. What the fuck? Yeah, no one seems to be very shocked by, like, magic in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's I like, would be. Oh. Yeah. Magic. Which, Match. also, how no one was screaming where we get introduced to our next character when we do this whole banter of... Um, oh, oh, you can, you can talk about it. Remember the, uh, when they do bring up how Sonya doesn't have a tattoo, what happens? You hear Kano, remember? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was so fun. Cause we were actually making jokes about that. Like, oh, I don't have a tattoo. I'm not a chosen one. And then like someone says to Sonya, it's like, oh yeah, well you don't have a tattoo and Kano who's chained up, you just hear the background go like, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Josh Lawson crushed it as Kano. It he was, he was so funny. So funny. It brought such like a chill fucking humor to this movie that it, it does need. You can't just have this movie be, be serious all the time because it's very serious. And it does take itself serious. But having that levity of like good timed comedy really makes this an enjoyable movie. Oh, and yeah. Kano is basically all of the comedic relief that you get in this movie. Oh, he was he was the best. And I want more Kano. I want a movie of just him. Yeah. I mean, considering what happens, I I want more. I want him to come back. Yeah. yeah. I want him to come back. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's the, the way that he spoiler Kano does end up dying, but yeah. he's in the movie for a good portion. And I Until assume the end, yeah. if you're listening to this far, you know, uh, and it is in the way that he goes, he doesn't get like a proper fatality. You can tell like, oh, he gets a gnome in his eye because they bring up that he hates gnomes after he hucks a loogie in one of them. Yeah. Uh, and they just cave in one side of his face hmm the side of his face where usually he has metal and shang soon at the end says i'll just create new people to fight you and yeah. make an army and he break, takes all the bodies with him it's like oh well he could just fix kano exactly oh sorry yeah we forgot to mention kano flips on everyone so Kano's a good guy surprise, for a majority surprise. of the movie. And then, yeah. And then because he's a fucking murderer for hire, oh, yeah. someone offers him more money. Imagine that. Yeah. If you're, familiar, if you're familiar with the franchise, there's no way you're going to actually think that Kano is going to be good until the end of the movie. Yeah. I don't think Kano was ever a good guy, was he? No. Yeah. I think Kano's always been a bad guy. Yeah. 
And if I'm wrong, email us yeah, at true. 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And the number 8bitmoviereview. <laughs> I'm not even going to do the whole, whole spiel. But then we get introduced to this part, and I was kind of okay with this. Um, we get introduced to Reptile. Yeah, so they are bickering back and forth. Cole, Sonya Blade, Kano. Kano's making hilarious jokes. And then they hear a sound outside, and then they notice that one of their walls is completely melted by acid, or like a portion of the wall. And, okay, so Reptile is basically a large version of a Komodo dragon, which I guess makes sense, kind of, because... They, you know, they do, they are venomous. Um, I mean, they can't spit like fucking acid, which is okay. Why he could spit acid at a wall to take it down. But throughout the entire fight where Reptile is fighting three people, he didn't use that ability. I didn't understand that. Yeah, this didn't need to happen. This scene didn't need to happen. They, they were just trying to think, oh, well, like, how can we get Kano loose out of uh, these chains? And I I will admit, I was a little disappointed because I'm always a fan of Reptile being a human type thing. But I know there's tons of different renditions of uh, Reptile. Yeah. Like, they change his look for a while in the after Mortal Kombat 3. They just constantly like, oh, let's make him more lizard-like. Yeah, I mean, I think originally when you took he took the mask off, it was a lizard face. Yeah, yeah. But I, I at I, one point he he's not in the costume. I I think I know what you're saying like he is just a full lizard in one of the games. Like it would have been cool if he was a human in disguise and stalking Cole and and them, and then he like rips his skin off and he's like a lizard. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was an okay fight. It was fine. He's invisible. He's jumping around everywhere. He's attacking everyone. It takes three people to take him down. And then Kano does fucking cave in his chest and rip his heart out. <laughs> Which I'm going to have to double check on the trailer because I swear in the trailer they make his eye glow red and it looked like he had a robotic arm. I don't know. I, I do remember the eye. I don't think he had a robotic arm, though. Yeah, it might have just be been wrong. me thinking. But I mean, we we know that, you know, movie companies do that all the time. Let's just think of Avengers Infinity War, the trailer that came out for that. That Remember the yep. ending of that where it showed all of them running towards the screen and like with the Hulk, the Hulk's there. And it's like, well, he's not in the movie. And yeah, I mean, like Captain America Civil War, the whole same thing. True. They didn't show Ant-Man. They didn't show Spider-Man. They didn't show Black Panther. It's like, yeah, they do that intentionally because they don't want to reveal everything. Well, they did show Spider-Man later to get. Yeah, well, he got his own trailer. Yes. But like where they showed at the end of those trailers where it's like them. What do we do now, Cap? We fight. We fight. But they took out Ant-Man and took out Black, old Black P. Drink talking about a way better movie. This was going to watch that movie. Yeah, this wasn't a bad movie, but uh, those movies are definitely way better. Yeah. So Reptile's heart gets ripped out. We get the the quote from the uh, from the Red Band trailer. Kaino wins. What does he? He doesn't. He say, says something. Does like, he say fatality? He doesn't say fatality. No, right? he just, he says, just says Kano, Kano wins. wins. Ah, you fucking beauty. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> what he says. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> it's fantastic. And 
Yeah. And then this is kind of where it gets like, you know, and gets a little weird. Yeah. And like we should because I just realized we're well, we'll probably cut at least 10 minutes, but we're already at 51 minutes of this podcast. Oh, wow. Uh, this is where they definitely start like moving things along a little bit where yeah. Kano, for some reason, knows where this ancient temple is. Well, he said that he has like pillaged around that area and a lot of the local tribes basically told him to stay away from this place. So he knows where it is pretty much because he's a fucking merc for hire. And murdered people. <laughs> so Sonia offers him a couple million to work for them. Even though he's like, yeah, you live in a shithole. Clearly you don't have money. And she's like, nah, fool. And then Cole's like, uh, do you really have that money? She's like, fuck no, dude. I live in a shithole. <laughs> it's like, okay, someone else got an okay joke. Yeah, but he, he, he the fact that he believed that so easily. Yeah, he's, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I was going to go there. I had to go back there anyway. So then we get the scene from the trailer where they're walking in the desert and, and I think it, in between this, there's like we get a couple flashes to Outworld. Like they're very quick scenes with Shang Soon, like kind of talking to Sub-Zero and telling him, like, you know, we have to prepare to fight Earth Realms protectors, but they're pussies. So it doesn't really matter. You know, I'm going to bring other people in, yada, yada, because um, that's the first one, because the second Outworld scene introduces like Cabal and Melina and Goro and. Oh, no, no, not uh, not Melina. Excuse me. Cabal, the guy with the hammer that I don't remember his name and no one will. I think his name is Rico, maybe. Puerto maybe Rico, not. Great. Um, and then the succubus lady who was pointless, was a pointless fucking character. Not did nothing. Nitara, who, uh, you know, what? well, I'm going to look it up right now and see if that's actually a character. Yeah, you look that up and I'll I'll keep chatting about where they go from here. Um, so. They're in the desert, walking through, trying to find Raiden's temple, his underground temple in the sand, and really fucking uh, chef kiss cinematography shot of the sun setting on the desert with Liu Kang like walking towards them as like a shadow in the background. Really, really great, great cinematography there. And then Kano, of course, wants to attack him on sight, and Liu Kang just starts shooting fireballs at him. And of course, as anyone would do, Kano's just like, did you just shoot fireballs out of your fucking hands? Then he's like, wait, you're a good guy. He's like, teach me how to do that. When do I get the fireballs? Am I going to get superpowers? Like, now, now yeah. this part, uh, now this is the one of my major problems. First, I also want to say, yes, Nitara is a character in the game, uh, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. And it's funny because we made a Darkstalkers joke. And saying how she looked like Morgan, yeah. But we were like, ah, but With she's not cleavage. as busty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you look up Natara from Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, she's barely wearing anything, and she's extra busty. Well, what the fuck? I want <laughs> to see some succubus. Days. And did you mention how like uh, which reminded me of the movie Kung Pao when uh, uh, Shang Sun's like Bihan, you are the greatest warrior, and he goes, I am not Bihan. I am Sub Zero, and it just remind me of Kung Fu Kung Power, and he's like, "You will no longer call me Master Pain. You will call me Betty." Yep. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh my god, dude, you got to! It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, dude. But yeah, back to what you were talking about. 
Yeah, so basically Liu Kang just brings him to Raiden's temple and... Oh, they... I... oh, sorry to interrupt you again, but I forgot when you said the abilities. So there's a thing that they do in this movie that... I don't know. I guess they want to explain the abilities in some way and why everybody's got different abilities. Yeah. I thought this was kind of a cop out. Um, the they're called Arcane. Yeah. And everybody gets a special Arcane, and that's where Kano gets the laser eye, which kind of we'll go into it how he gets it but still it's just so stupid this is what i will say that this is one of the really stupid things in this movie yeah i mean i wouldn't say it's really stupid but i would say it doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless there's some precedent for it in the lore in any of them which i don't think there is like these people usually already had these abilities yeah, like they didn't trained. have to earn them of some but that's basically what they're saying like each of the chosen protectors of each realm if they train enough they can tap into this arcana or arcana whatever you want to call it and it gives them some sort of ability so Liu Kang has fireballs Raiden has lightning well he's a lightning god he doesn't count and he can't interfere um, we're introduced to Kung Lao. He's got his, uh, what was it called? His uh, um, frisbee hat. Yeah, he doesn't really have a power. Well, he could. Do, he was doing his teleport thing, though. Yeah, so I guess that's his ability. Another like, great character, by the way, that they also, had in this. He also used his hat like Captain America at one point. <laughs> I was like, bitch, you are not Chris Evans, and you never will be. Never. R.I.P. and peace, Chris Evans. Though I, I, I think the Kung Lao was awesome in this. He was Kung definitely Lao was okay. Yes, Kung Lao had the coolest scene in the movie. We've already alluded to it, and no, we're still going to keep you on the hook. I'm not. We're not going to talk about it yet because we're not fucking there. No, we're not there. But we're not there. Kung Lao, played by Max Han, he did a really, really good job. I really good I, job. I liked him. Yeah. So, okay, so they're all, they are all at Raiden's temple, their exposition dump, talking about, okay, you know, Outworld has won nine of the past, nine of the past, you know, tournaments, so they might be able to take over um, Earthrealm if they win another one. This is all done by Raiden. This was the part where we kind of needed to turn on subtitles because the actor's pronunciation of English wasn't really great. So I'm like, I didn't even, what word, he just said like a sentence that I didn't hear. I don't know what words he said. So we get a lot of exposition and then we find out that they all have to train. They have to train so they get their arcana, their abilities. Oh yeah. But oh no, Sonya's left out because she's not a chosen one. They kind of treat her like shit because she's not a chosen one. Well, yeah. They just call her a liability a bunch of times. They're just like, you're a fucking liability. You got no powers, bitch. And can we also talk about this quote unquote temple, which is just like a fucking cave that looks like it may have been the same set from the the Power Rangers movie. Yeah. I mean, even fully equipped with like one of those things that powers Zordon's like <laughs> portal thing. Like what? What the fuck? I was expecting Alpha Omega to come out. Yeah. You mean like, is that Alpha 5? Is that who you're talking about? Oh, I thought, yeah, the Alpha 5. Yeah, that guy. Aye, 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 aye. No, Bill Hader's version. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> I can't do That's not Bill a good Bill Hader impression. 
good. Uh, did you already talk about Jackson this part yet? No, we we haven't got there. No. Okay, okay. I'll let you. No. Well, yeah. So we find out that um, they had gathered because basically this is like a refuge for the protectors of Earthrealm. They can train there, try to unlock their arcana before the tournament. Uh, Jax was brought there and experimented on, and they gave him some shitty ass robot robot. Yeah, arms. but it's still weird that the these these monks in this cave temple have this sort of technology even the weakest robot arms that they gave Jax. yeah and it's just it doesn't look good of all of the great special effects in this movie um his arms didn't look that his baby arms i got my little baby arms (laughs) i can't even punch this puncher bag sonya i feel like a piece of shit she's like sack up major stop being a fucking bitch that's pretty much exactly what happens. That yeah, that is exactly what happens. <laughs> All righty. So the first one to get unlock their arcana is Kano, and it's just f- strictly from him getting made fun of by Liu Kang and Kung Lao, and they're just like, "Yep, you're a piece of shit. You're nobody. You're an arrogant dickhead." He's like, "Ah, oh, I might. I'll fight all you motherfuckers," and he just shoots a beam out of his eye. And, and then he says some hilarious stuff. He's like, lasers are better than fireballs, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. But the thing that's crazy, too, like they they make fun of him. And he, it's, it's true, though. He's been the worst in training this whole time, not taking it serious. Oh, and then when he gets his laser, we forgot about that scene because he they they even have a scene of him just getting sweep kicked over and over again as oh, he keeps yeah. getting stand up. Which I honestly kind of looked at as like people spam, like a take on people spamming the same moves. Oh, yeah. That was one of the biggest things, especially in Mortal Kombat 2. You could just keep doing the the back um, low kick and you just do the sweep over Or you know and what I always again. did was uppercut, jump towards them, uppercut, jump yes. towards them, uppercut, jump towards them, uppercut. You get a block it, first, though, because people would like try to hit you and then you go. Yep. So they actually like kind of. Called that out a little bit, which I I appreciate really it. respected that I, that they kind of took the piss out of themselves a little bit. Similar to when they she said Mortal Kombat and Cole was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's this, that sounds so dumb. Like, that's not even spelled right. <laughs> I, yeah. Again, I thought that was one of the funniest nods to to the franchise. Yeah. And but, Kano is being an asshole because he got his power, got his powers first. Yeah. But what I was going to say was the thing that I thought was ridiculous was they'd be like teased him to get his abilities. And that was their plan. But then they both look at each other, like Kung Lao and Kung Leo, like they're uh, Liu Kang, <laughs> Kung Lao and Kung Leo. Oh, my God. It's not the same. Yeah, it's two different people. <laughs> uh, Liu Kang and Kung Leo look at each other like oh, proud trainers like we did this and it's like no Kano just got pissed and shot fire uh, I mean a laser out of his eye which again I feel like makes no sense until he has the robotic half of his face yeah but he does it because that's his move (laughs) and that's from the game so good enough (laughs) so then we move on Um, Cole Young is just getting the shit kicked out of him and he's just like i want to go home i want to go home so 
Oh, what we failed to mention before is that Shang Soon had showed up with Sub Zero and other uh, other one of his fighters. Yep, and he, they get into yeah, they flex a little bit, and then Raiden, being all Raiden, sets up a electricity barrier. Pretty typical stuff. You, they can't fight now. <laughs> the tournament's not started yet. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. They've already fought a lot, but they gotta wait to fight more. Yeah, a lot, a lot of that. We got a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Reminder about the spoiler. There's no tournament in this movie. Yeah. Nope. It's really the whole point of this movie is Shang Tsung just wants to kill the Earthrealm defenders before the tournament. So he just wins by default. Or I guess they'd still have to fight the other realm defenders. But I guess they're really only focused on Earthrealm because he wants to take it over and enslave the human race. Yeah, that's why they're definitely, you see, and that's again where this movie falters a little bit. They're already concerned about the sequel. And that's what they're doing a lot in this. Yeah. Oh. That's some loud music. Uh, yep. <laughs> of course. Alrighty, so Cole Young is like, I gotta get out of this joint. I ain't getting no arcana. I'm just a punching bag. And he's like, I wanna go home. And they're like, alright, pussy, get the fuck out. So he leaves, and he goes home. Go see your family. Go see your, what was that, Rocket Raccoon? <laughs> hey, go see your family, you fucking tree. Boo hoo! <laughs> My family died. Groot, <laughs> <laughs> Groot. That was my. That was a really. Groot <laughs> sounded like just a confused dog. Family. He never says that. <laughs> I know, but that was my Vin Diesel impression because he's always like family. That's if Vin Diesel was a tree. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy! This scene was pretty cool because we get um. A pretty good character right at this point. Is this when it happens? Yeah, so he goes through the portal to go back to his family. They're on some, like, farm or something or some ranch that they're staying. It doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. So there's a scene in between the second one we had mentioned earlier where Shang Tsung's now like, okay, well, you know, these guys aren't that easy to kill because they killed Reptile at least or they killed someone. So they're like, now we got to fucking we got to up these up the bad guys by a lot. Got up those numbers big time. Those are rookie numbers. And so we get Succubus Lady. We get Guy with the Hammer. Uh, Cabal, who has a backstory with Kano. Kano, I guess. Like, they explain his suit is like an iron lung oh, yeah. suit. Um, which an iron lung is usually like a pretty heavy thing that you have to be put into. I, that's not done anymore because I don't think there's been... Wasn't that polio? I think it was. You have no idea, do you? No. I don't either. I think, though, in this, like, Kano fucked him over in some way. And I thought maybe he was bad, too. Uh, he was a bad undercover cop or something that I don't know. All yeah, I know is like he that. used yeah. to be like a cop or something like that. He that's right. Doesn't, he doesn't have nice words to say about the, Kano. That's, that's right. All. We skip the part where he insults Kano, then makes a deal with Kano, and then Kano tells them where Cole is. Well, that's is. after they introduced these characters. Oh, yeah. So at the end of that scene in Outworld, they kind of teased Goro coming. They don't show Goro, but they, you know, they show the shadow of him coming out. And he's like, hey, Shang Tsung's like, yo, what's up, dude? Thanks for, thanks for chilling with your homies. And then he's like, we're going to go, we're going to fuck him up. 
I'm gonna go fucking kill people. So, I can't remember what which part comes first. Is it the attack on Cole or is it the attack on Raiden's temple after? Oh no no, it's like first the, we get is we get the Cabal and Kano scene, where uh, Kano is just kind of walking around looking for I'm assuming stuff to steal, and Cabal approaches him at the edge of the um, protective barrier and just kind of makes a deal with him. He pretty much says like, say a number, double it, and then triple that number. And that's how much you can have. He's yeah. like, we can turn this whole temple into a casino if you want. He's like, just name your price. Cabal, who sounds like Tony Soprano. Yeah. Very <laughs> Long Island, like, New Jersey. I'm fucking Cabal, you. Yo, God Kano, what are you doing? Hey, Kano, what the fuck? Gabagool. Hey, Gabagool. <laughs> yeah, but that's when he says, like, what do you need? And then we get to the scene where smoke yep. starts piling out of uh, Cole's, I don't know, tool shed or something. Yeah, well, uh, so basically Kano uh, uses his laser eye to take out the, uh, the thing that's powering the portal, which allows Shang Tsung to get all of his people into Raiden's temple and attack the people that are there. Oh no, Kano the betrayed time, them? Oh my god. <laughs> at the same time, he also warps Goro to where Cole is. And... <laughs> beep, beep, beep. And Kano, he, I mean, Goro looks great for yeah. a fully CGI character. I mean... He looked good in the original with the animatronics that I believe was a Jim Henson Productions thing. Um, and that looked great, too. But for full CGI, he looked very good, moved fluently. He had a great voice. Like, his, it made sense. His bottom arms moved. Yeah. Moved independently. Imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. They don't move in the original. <laughs> they just like, like if, the, if the actor stands up, like the arms do, too. It's just like they have to. They just have to move <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought Goro was great. I think we should have got a little bit more of Goro. Yeah, I, I would say it was a little lackluster of a uh, appearance for him. Um, and, and I guess it makes sense. His purpose is to draw out Cole's arcana, um, which is what he does, because obviously, obviously it's, oh, he's attacking my family. Oh, now I've got a suit it's like a weird covering Aquaman. on his chest it looks yeah, like aquaman's like Aquaman suit exactly it looked like aquaman's suit and it kind of is one of those things where like it seems like it is like collecting the energy of a blow whenever it lands on his body because he then after a while is able to turn them into blades of sort um they were kind of like batons eh. but like yeah they were sharp batons they're kind of like batons but they also were like blades because he you know yeah. slices open goro cuts off an arm that was cool the head. that was that was cool yeah i mean granted this movie some of the choices they make on like this Plot. arcana thing like how the story progresses uh, are iffy they're not like game changers it's not like you want to turn off the movie they're just like you're kind of laughable at points we did like be like okay that's a little much but the violence is so good mm -hmm. and it is exactly what is needed should in have been such a violent series like mortal Kombat. it should have that's what should have been it gave me what was missing from the the first movie yes like goro loses an arm after it's broken and then it snaps it back into place he's gutted and then his eyes are stabbed out or i think it was like his whole face was gouged by those like baton yeah. things 
And then he's like, he dies while holding his guts in. It's like, yes, that exactly. Yes, that's it. That is what I want. I did think it was cool that Cole broke his arm again, like first before, and he fucking just takes his arm and snaps it into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. But Cole looks ridiculous. <laughs> it was silly. And I mean, it was that they had already shown that that look in the one of the trailers. Um, but so, you didn't know it was him. You, you, yeah, you didn't like know why he had that. You could have just been like a fucking plate of armor he put on, you know, or something like that. Didn't realize it was his ability to create like a defensive barrier around him that he could also like morph into weapons. I, I told I told you, Josh, he summoned the power of the sea. That's true. This is all going to connect a slightly less gay Aquaman. <laughs> but not hey, uh, well, well, not Jason. Momoa. Hey, we, we joke, though. But the Mortal Kombat universe and DC has come together before. True. So we can't be surprised if it could happen. McWorld! <laughs> right now, I feel like the DCEU is grasping at anything they can. So I would not be surprised if they try. Yeah. It's so part- why, don't you, uh, why don't you go over the fight scene that happens in Raiden's Temple? Well, we get multiple fight scenes at this point. Well, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about who pairs up and let's end this scene on the the best thing that happens in this movie. So, okay, this is this is not when. So Jax does not have his Arcana activated. Sonia is just some liability, okay. which it's true because she immediately <laughs> she immediately is a liability. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Kano takes on Jackson Sonia. And then we get uh, Kung Leo. Well, Kung actually, Lao. you missed it because first Sonia pairs up with Melina, fights Melina. And then Melina even says, you're oh, not yeah, chosen. That's right. that's right. It's not worth killing you. You're nothing. And then just leaves. And then Kano's like, well. Girls can be too picky. <laughs> He's like, but I'll kill you. That's right. And Melina <laughs> does leave. She doesn't try to fight any of the other chosen ones. She's just like. She just warps away. Just, that's exactly. She just goes. Meh, and then just warps. And uh, is Cabal fighting Liu Kang at this point? Or Cabal no? is fighting Liu Kang, doing his little speedster stuff. Okay. Because, yeah, because Liu Kang gets his vengeance later. Um Because, yeah, they pair up again, I think, later, right? Yeah. So they fight him now. And it basically just activates everyone's arcana because that's what Raiden says at the end. He's like, hey, thanks for training my guys. And they unlocked all their abilities. Yeah, we, we get a bunch of little, little things. But the coolest thing battle about this. Well, first, it's stupid. We get this shri- shrieking flying lady who does seriously nothing. Does nothing. She does Natara. Nothing. You just hear like, like shrieks everywhere. And Kung Leo just like. Waits, listens. He his hat's been knocked off his head, but it's sticking in the ground. Mm-hmm. And he, as she's charging towards him, she he no, he's listening. Then he whips it at the ground, and it's sticking like spinning in the ground. And he jumps and rides Natara into the fucking blade, just like in the fatality just in the like game. The fatality in the game. Oh, it's and so... it shows it from a top down view of her just being split down the middle. And it is 
Mwah. I don't want to keep doing the chef kiss thing, but oh my god, it, it is it was fucking awesome. And I was first, I'm like, they better not do a cutaway with him just being sprayed with blood. Nope, nope. That is like like Gordon Ramsay would be like, absolutely fucking delicious. <laughs> that would be like you per like just pulling off his his lobster risotto first try and be like, you're fucking leagues above above everyone else. <laughs> That was the best thing that happened in this entire movie. Oh yeah, it it was so cool. I was I was very happy with that because yeah. again, this the fatalities in this they did a they did a pretty good job. Absolutely, yeah. So Kong Lao is really the only one that does anything because everyone else gets fucked up. Kano beats the shit out of Sonya and like just drops rubble onto her. Jax gets the shit kicked out of him by that guy with the ham, the hammer. Oh, yeah, bro. with his puny arms. With his puny fucking robot arms that don't do shit. Liu Kang does. He he doesn't like. He, he doesn't get the shit kicked out of him, but he doesn't have the upper hand ever on Cabal. And then they just kind of leave. Yeah, they leave. Raiden kind of kicks in and is like, "We need to leave now," and that's when. It was a little cheap that this happened, but I did like how they did it. Um, they're about to leave and <laughs> Shang Tsung's like, fuck this. And just like makes Kung Lao. Is it Kung Lao or am I saying it wrong? It's Kung Lao. Kung Lao makes Kung Lao come to him and he sucks his soul. And the the graphics for this were fucking cool. Yeah, I look, thought it this was cool. awesome. Yeah, it wasn't like in the first movie where... Your soul is mine. And then he leaves like a blue body on the ground. <laughs> and then like at the end of the movie, it changes and like the soul goes into his eye socket. And he's like, I can choose these souls as I want. It's like, uh, when did you when could you do that ever? No. OK, cool. Now, I don't know if they were going to th through the basis of the original first game where Shang Sun doesn't do a lot of heavy lifting. He does mainly just at the end battle where in this again, though. Same thing. Yeah, he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't really do anything. We and I thought we were going to get a final battle with him at the end, but no. Uh, and I'm going to say this already right at this point. Not going to lie. This does get me excited to see what they're going to do next. But we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, it, it clearly is setting like he took Kung Lao's soul. So that just means that in the next movie, Liu Kang is going to have to fight like evil Kung Lao. Yes. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> um, we don't want to forget the stupidest part of this movie. So the stupidest part of this movie is Jax wakes up from getting uh, his ass kicked. I just got to get my... Yeah, get the uh, ogre. This was the part where we were like, that is really stupid if that's like his super... His Okay, oh my God. Again, this is where these stupid addition of the arcana makes no fucking sense. And it's so stupid. And it should have been a different ability than what he got. Everyone got like an ability. And in he, the game, he does. Doesn't he do like a set like he shoots like some sort of sonic wave or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Something even like before that. he's got the metal arms. Really, all that happens is he's trying to lift the boulder off of Sonya, who's pinned underneath it. And guess what? His arcana unlocking is that his robot arms get <sighs> super upgraded. That's it. Do you think? There's a cut scene that shows that his 
Because, well, well, I guess they did have that. Hey, stop making noise. Come on. Aria. Come on, go. Get yeah, your bum it. over there. Go. Um, you know, they did have like, uh, you know, it's weird to me that they had this. These monks had this type of technology. Do you think there's a scene that's showing that his arms are starting to grow some kind of mechanical arms and that it's not fully there yet because he's doubting himself? I don't think so, man. I I, I really don't think so. I but, think they were just like, we made him metal arms because yeah, he needs just, to fight. That just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense, though. The it would have made more sense if they had like left there and then found like a character that could upgrade his arm. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a robot. The fact Why that did his innate ability have to be up like his arms becoming super arms? Yeah. It's, it seems pretty Well, the abilities cheesy. were just really weird cuz it goes back to also Kano, why is only one eye a laser? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why is one eye a laser? Why couldn't both eyes be a laser? And he could be like, Superman. Like, he did get fucked up from uh, Reptile, so I thought he was going to be like, oh, I can upgrade this. I'm an arms dealer. Like, well, like wouldn't it have made sense if he got slapped? Because he, he has a giant scar of, of three scratches across one of his eyes. That eye can't use the laser beam, and the other one can. That would make sense, because yeah. the eye is kind of fucked up. But that's not the case. The eye that's fucked up is the one that can shoot lasers in this movie. Yeah, they don't really explain what creates somebody's arcana. And one, I just don't get how Cole, it makes armor on him. His arcana, he his, I don't know, just summons armor. And then, like we talked about with Jax, he... Ixabur's arm. Like, less, le, uh, oh, less magic? OR. We're going to mix magic with science and it becomes robot arms. Yeah, didn't like it. No, didn't like it. So um, at that point, Raiden is just like, yeah, so this was my plan all along. And flex. Then, flex. And then they all are like, OK, well, we'll each go and kill one of these other people. So then it's just another. So like Jax goes and finds Hammer Bro. Well, and it's it. Raiden summons even teleports the bad guys to certain areas, which is weird because why didn't he just teleport them out other places when they were fighting in the temple? Because he can only interfere when the plot tells him <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we get a we get this scene, which is just kind of each character killing one of the people that just fucked them up. Yeah. So Jax now with his super metal arms easily fucks up hammer bro guy. Wasted opportunity though, folks. They now the thing is I liked about this too. They had a lot of the settings from the original game and part two. Oh yeah. The set, the areas that like the, the locations giant statues, like they Amazing. had in the background really cool. the, the, the set was sets were fucking awesome. And with Jax, they had him in the pit area fighting that he was on a bridge over a pit. Yeah. And I get it. We want to see one of Jax's fatalities where he smashed someone's head, but it would have been so fucking cool if he did a pit fatality yeah i agree i think that would have been more iconic it's but like don't put him in the pit area then we we know why they did it because that part the intent like the part right before it happens is in the trailer and they wanted people to be like oh, is that is jack's gonna crush that guy's head true and it's exactly what he does and it goes 
I hope uh, because I think it's the second one, the second Mortal Kombat. I hope in the next movie. Do you remember? I think it's in the background when they have the new pit that shows the old pit. And there's just a guy with half of his body on fire and another guy just standing next to him. <laughs> I hope they do that. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Uh, all right. So who? Oh, Liu Kang goes after um, Cabal. And they have a fight, and it's very pretty quick, honestly. Um, he kicks him into like a it looks like a cranberry bog or something. Yeah, and we <laughs> we so kind of mentioned weird. too how like Cabal was super quick, and then at this point he kind of they kind of slowed him down. Yeah, in the previous fight scene, he is like warping around Liu Kang really quickly, but then in this fight scene, they just add like a quick purple effect to his blades that are supposed to indicate that they're moving really fast. But he himself is not actually moving very fast anymore, which is very odd choice. Yeah, Liu Kang was moving way faster than him. Yeah, but we did get a pretty cool. We got another one of the iconic fatalities from Liu Kang where he summons a fire dragon. Um, it isn't 100% accurate because I know in the game the dragon eats a portion of the yeah. body, which I thought that's what it was doing, but it really just kind of makes the motion of chopping down on him and then goes through him and just fucking burns him completely. I think in the newer ones, it, it it's a fire, dra- like a dragon completely made out of fire. Mm-hmm. In Mortal Kombat 2, he does turn into a dragon. This is before they introduced animalities. Oh, that's what it was. He turned into a dragon and then bit the person in half where the fire dragon uh, fatality is just burning them. Okay. Though I would have loved... If they did the fatality in Mortal Kombat 2, and then, where he drops in Mortal Kombat arcade on the guy. That would have been cool. <laughs> and that, hey, that's one thing that this didn't have. It didn't have the game in the background of any scene. It could so have easily think, done though, that in the, the second scene. We could scene. have missed it from the glare. Oh, Jesus. That's so, terrible. on our second watch, because I'm definitely watching this again. Yeah, I'm going to watch this again, probably tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if the you know there's something, but I I think a lot of these newer ones kind of try to stay away from that the, yeah. the newer video game move, movies. Yeah. So Sonya goes after Kano. Yeah, she goes after Kano first. We've already talked about how this plays out, but it is actually pretty good because she's just a normal person. She knows she's not. She can't fight Kano, so she has to do all this stealth stuff. Uh, eventually, fucks up his eye to the point where he can't shoot it. Um, and then it leads outside. It's just a brawl. They bust through everything and fight in different rooms. And it is very good and it's brutal. Uh, and then she stabs him in the eye with the garden gnome and he's quote unquote dead. Which hope to God, I, I seriously, the director has to know that he was the best character in this. Bring him back. I'll be pissed if he's not back. Please bring back and yeah, fix his. Yeah. Bring him back to life. And then make that shit robotic that got fucked up on that side. And they better not do what they did with Annihilation and recast people because Josh Lawson crushed it. Yeah. Unless they get the guy from the first one. Hello, baby. Did you miss me? (laughs) Did you miss me? And just Uh, eats like chicken, like a big fucking (laughs) drumstick. Oh, that'd be so good. Oh, your name's Goro, huh? Well, that wasn't Australian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think the original guy was Australian. Ah, uh, maybe not, but still perfect, perfect fucking accent for. Oh yeah, you know. it was, it was, we've already uh, talked about that though. So, Sonia now gets her tattoo. She is a chosen one. 
And I guess it unlocks her arcana at the same time because we see it in the very next scene. <sighs> Who was it? Was it um Melena? Melena versus uh Luke. Uh, Cole, Cole, she's yeah. about to like, she, they do show. And oh, I'm so glad what you told me about the director where he was just like, when people were complaining about Melina and he's like, yeah, just fucking watch the movie. Oh yeah. He handled it the best. Uh, Simon McQuaid. He was just like on Twitter and just like, uh, people should just stop fucking complaining about Melina not having the fucking teeth and just watch the fucking movie he didn't say fuck on all that shit, but he pretty much just said, People are complaining and the movie's not even out yet. Why don't mm-hmm. you see the movie? Yeah, she looked great. And what we saw in the trailer was not actually her final appearance. Because in the trailer, she just looked like the actress. Like, they didn't... Because in, in, in the movie, like, around her mouth, where we know is supposed to be a gaping maw, it's, like, just blood covering everything. So you can't really see if there's, like, a gape, like, a big mouth creases. You know what I mean? Um, and we do we do get that payoff, and it is very awesome. Though, Looks great. Though I wish they did more with it. I would have loved it if they did that as she was about to do a fatality and bit someone's head off. Yeah, I probably would have liked that more. But if she just killed a random person by doing that, and then she was taken out, that would have been much cooler. And though, what happens next? Uh, uh, I. Yeah, really don't think it's going to be the end of Milena. I really no, don't. I don't. I don't think any of these characters are, are dead for 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 ever. I just don't think so. Well, in the games, Milena's considered dead at one point and she gets brought back to life. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. So Sonya shows up and she's got fucking super bracelets or something. And she just blows a fucking hole through Milena, which is cool. Again, but what determines weird. their arcana? Like this makes She likes bracelets. But it's like she's got laser bracelets, so it's like, is it because she killed Kano? She kinda got like the same ability as him? Or I I I, I don't know. Yeah. No. No clue. Yeah, because I highly doubt the guy that Jax killed had like super arm ability. <laughs> No, yeah. Well, maybe he had. I don't know. The Let's whole not think arcana, about it. The whole arcana thing we've already established is fucking stupid. It it's, doesn't make a whole lick of sense. It, it was just something they tried, and uh, um, it's not great. No, and it's obviously going to be a bigger thing in the next movie. Yeah. But oh well. Just so give what us is more uh, fatalities in the next movie, and I won't complain. So we got you know the cool fatality of Cabal, uh, yeah. you know um, not a lot left honestly. Melina gets Who's a left? stomach Sub-Zero? hole, and then we get the fight that we've been waiting for. Finally, we get to Sub Zero. Yeah, which what was he just sitting back while everyone was just fighting each other and just yes, waiting was. for the right moment? And he absolutely yes, was. He, he did that in the first time. Was. Everyone else was fighting too. He just kind of hung back and just did nothing because <laughs> I guess he's that powerful. Which in is it too soon to say that they totally they misleaded you uh, getting into this movie big time? Like they made it seem like the main focus was going to be Sub-Zero and Scorpion, which was mainly, I want to say, 25 percent that drove this movie. But yeah, it was really the beginning and the end of this movie was the Scorpion yeah, Sub-Zero thing. You don't see much more of these characters. Like you, you see Sub-Zero more, but Scorpion probably about five percent of the movie yeah yeah exactly and we're at that point right now so um yeah i think it's just cole goes to fight sub-zero right 
because nobody else is there. Well, Sub-Zero appears and he's got the fucking bracelet that his daughter made oh, him. Oh, that's what it was. And that's he, what it was. he freezes it and crushes it. And again, I I kind of don't understand why Sub-Zero didn't just kill uh, Cole's family, because we see at the beginning that Sub-Zero doesn't give a shit. Like, he's yeah. he doesn't play bait, which he doesn't at the end, which again, makes no sense. Well, he plays bait, but like, they're dead bait, so come out into the open. <laughs> yeah, true. And if we haven't mentioned before, from this whole, from this point, we've constantly... You know, and I'm making the joke we've mentioned it many times. Scorpion nightmares that Cole keeps getting. Yep. And I think at this point, Raiden's already been like, you are the descendant of Hanzo, greatest Atashi. Atashi, greatest ninja of all time. Yeah. And he gives him the kunai that he took that was he was killed with. And guess what? That kunai unlocks Scorpion. <laughs> It was the code that unlocked uh, blood in the game. God. Yeah. So like Sub-Zero and Cole are fighting his Cole's family's frozen to the wall, but alive. And the kunai is about to set on fire as Sub-Zero is about to stab Cole with the kunai. And then we kind of and I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I we both kind of thought that he would have to die to release Scorpion, which would kind of make sense the way yeah. they were kind of pushing it. Because they were doing kind of the uh, Freddy 2 type thing where <laughs> the kid just kept. I made that reference. You did make that <laughs> reference. But the more and more I think about it, because uh, if you're not familiar with Nightmare on Elm Street 2, it's about this kid just keeps having dreams about Freddy Krueger killing people. But then you find out that Freddy's like possessing this kid's body. Yeah. And one of the coolest practical effects scenes happened where he cuts out of the kid's stomach and just cuts out. The whole body, basically, to get out of him. Yeah. And then somehow he's whole again. But well, isn't anyway. he at first using his tendons on his feet to, like, move him like a marionette? No, 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 no. 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 That's, the, that's the third movie. Oh, yeah, that's the third movie. He just walks that kid right off a tower and to his death. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a cool fucking kill. Drink well, talking yeah, about I was gonna a better say, movie. I don't have a beer, but I have a nice coffee. I'll drink that. But, um, yeah, the, the, that's where they thought we were leading. But then what happens, Josh, when you think... It looks like Sub-Zero is going to stab Cole and you think, oh, so and he's going to explode into fire and become Scorpion. Yeah. No, what happens? Um, Scorpion just appears behind Sub-Zero and throws the kunai through him and says what? Hey, fella, get your bum over here. <laughs> get that booty over here, boy. Get over here. And it, it, I will say it is red better than in the trailer. Yes. In the trailer, everyone was like, "Ooh, that sounds weird. And I get it. It's because we're so used to, and I think it's Ed Boon that says yeah. it, the, the classic, get over here. We're so used to it because it was in the movies and all that. But, but this what, is fine. It's fine for this movie for it not it to though, be the same. Because yes, what happens after he says this small dialogue in English? Oh, then the rest of the movie, he speaks in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So the one thing he says is, get over here. And then he starts speaking in Chinese or ja what, I, what it, uh, We know it's Chinese because the subtitles say oh, yeah. Chinese under them for some reason. And then he just speaks Chinese to Sub-Zero and it's like so while he was in hell the only thing he learned in English was get over here that's it that's all he needed <laughs> uh, and I just thought it was silly too because then he's like you know he said we read the subtitles where he's like I've come from hell 
to get here to fight you but like was he walking like it took him centuries to finally get there like what triggered him to get there they don't explain it he's just there he was summoned by cole but was he though because his kunai (laughs) he's my great 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 grandson yes He is. <laughs> but we can't downplay that this fight scene is really cool. And it's what we've been waiting for, except I wish. I wish they, they didn't show a lot of it in the trailer. The blood thing, though, that's one of the <sighs> main things that made me want to see the movie. And even seeing it again, Josh was even like, we saw that in the trailer when he freezes the blood sub zero and stabs Scorpion. It's been so much cooler so fucking cool. if we didn't see that. If we had seen the get over here thing, that's cool. Him creating the ice wall and throwing him through it, that's cool. We, it, why couldn't you have kept that one thing? The, the him stabbing him, freezing the blood that comes out of him, and stabbing him with it. They Just, were so yeah. they the they were so worried that no one was going to see this movie. That rightfully they, so. I mean, they're, they're not wrong, man. Well, I don't know. Since the the since the the web um, shorts that. I feel like the Hanzo story was greatly inspired by um, that they had for the longest time while people wanted a new Mortal Kombat. I think everyone was so hyped about that that I was already a little hyped on seeing this. And also because of the podcast, we were definitely going to see it anyway, regardless of how bad the trailer looked or not. Mm -hmm. I I think they could have... I, I agree with you. Rightfully so. They needed to do something in the trailer to get people involved, but they should have left some things out. And this was one of them. Yeah. They showed a lot in the trailers and I wish they had shown less. I do think. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was good. They, they, sh- but they, again, they showed a little too much though. This part, I will say, a lot of being thrown at fences and just yeah, right. ice falling everywhere. Multiple times. Because everything's, in, everything's coated in yeah, ice. Yeah, we forgot to mention that yeah. it's coated in ice. They're at Cole's training facility. Oh, yeah. It's, a tra- it's so weird that he would warp there. That Sub-Zero would warp there. And how would he know about that place? Because Sub-Zero wasn't there at the beginning. Hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, they fight for quite a while. And, and Cole's just in the background, like, basically fighting, like, the ice around oh his family. God. Or, like, they didn't even give him someone to fight. He's just fighting the ice. And, like, and again, this is stupid, too, because they're frozen solid. How are they not dead? And how are you? You, you think the way he's punching the ice, folks, if you haven't seen the movie, isn't, like, subtle. He's, like hammering on those uh, that ice it, yeah his family has organ damage from all that oh yeah punching. their arms should have fell off or something or their stomach should have caved in another really really fucking funny part that i thought of was when scorpion and cole team up <laughs> oh, yeah. and scorpion is talking to cole in japanese <laughs> uh, in chinese <laughs> and uh and then they just work together and it would have been perfect if cole had been like huh <laughs> they totally missed a fucking opportunity. Yeah, they kept they kept they kept the comedy up 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 in this whole movie pointing out stuff like that. Like Mortal Kombat, like ah, that sounds fucking stupid. It's not even spelled right. And like 
like like when Shang Soon first shows up to Raiden's temple and the, the barrier gets created, Kano's just in the background eating food, like <laughs> snacks and watching. It's just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's that's kind of a shocker. Uh, oh, also wanted to mention there's uh, not to backpedal. Kano steals something in the beginning and Liu Kang tells him to put it back. That's like a huge uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, some medallion or something. That unlocks right? uncontrollable power. Hmm. And that's what makes Raiden kind of evil later on in the newer games. It's a whole thing, but I think it's going to come into play in the sequels. Yeah. Uh, but I just wanted to mention that real quick. But that's the type of shit that, you know, that they did. And at this point, they had such a good fucking opportunity to do it. Like a joke where the, he's just like, huh? But they didn't do it. They should have. But it's so weird that they, they really focused on he can't speak English, but he can say, get over here. <laughs> yeah. It was great. And I, I love how Sub-Zero was holding his own. And then he's like, I got to take off this armor. And then he's like, oh, I got stabbed. <laughs> now I'm dying. It's like, dude, what the fuck? I mean, yes, they were working together and it was a cool scene of them, you know, both kind of utilizing the momentum of Scorpion's kunais and um, Cole's blade arm things, I guess, whatever the fuck you want to call them. And that was pretty cool. And Scorpion then dies. Oh, how does he die, Andrew? Oh. Toasty! Uh, Scorpion. (laughs) Now... I have, you know, I obviously have. He has reservations about this part. Yes. And I don't know if you do, Josh. Uh, I thought it would have been cool if they did a typical thing where he rips his skin off and blows it on fire. But again, I'm not crazy about it, but it kind of makes sense. So Scorpion goes, you know, you you told me that I hope the fires of hell burn me alive, but I've learned to control them. And then he blows fire out of his regular mouth at Sub-Zero, but then you start to see that the flames start to burn his skin. Yeah. Uh, and so it I charges, th- charges the flesh around it down to the bone, but just around the mouth where the fire is coming out, which I thought was cool, but I'm with Andrew. I would have preferred it to him pull it back, pull the mask off, and it's like a skull, a burnt skull, because the very next thing that happens is he puts the mask back on, then he takes it off again, and it's, his face is fine. Yeah, I, I thought it would have been cooler if I would have been a, a little bit more OK with it if he took his mask off and he was still like it was still burnt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I would have, I would prefer that a little bit more. But he's just a fire demon, so I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, again, they don't even explain it. And then he's like, OK, well, bye bye. Bye. <laughs> thank, uh, thank, bye. Thanks. Great, 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 great grandson. I'm going back to hell. And he's like, bye bye, Papa. <laughs> bye, Pop Pop. Fival. Fival? Well, because you said Papa, so that oh, made me Papa. That made me think of Fival goes west. Jesus Christ. Imagine if Fival goes west was like well, that was combat. The, that was a sequel. Just rips out Fival's spine. Oh god. Papa! Papa! <laughs> and and we're at the end of the movie. Yeah, everything is semi okay. Yeah, Shang Tsung shows up and he's just like, "Well, guess I fucked up, but I'm gonna take all these bodies." See, and he's like, "I'm gonna bring an army next time." See ya, and then he just 
it goes toasty and then he disappears. No, you that mean, doesn't happen. Toasty. Oh, <laughs> was, I would have been pretty cool if that had happened, but I, I get that that's really stupid. <laughs> that would have been really stupid in this movie. I would have, I would have fucking screamed if they of did that. Of course, like, I would have also loved it, but it also wouldn't have made any sense whatsoever. Oh no, not at all. For just a random character to just come up and like that, like they get the guy that did it, and he's just a walk on. He just walks on and goes, "Whoa, toasty, right?" <laughs> or something stupid like that. <laughs> Just some stoner walking by. Whoa. Oh, toasty. remember when uh, in it, and I think it's at this part when um, he's he's like burning Sub-Zero, which again was a cool part. But my major problem. Uh, well, first, let me just say when he's burning Sub-Zero, uh, Cole's family starts to defrost. But it would have been so much cooler if he charred Sub-Zero to the point where he was just a skeleton, and then when he hits the ground, he becomes ash. He kind of was becoming ashy, but I agree with you. If it should have been like, it should have been like, more, um, like a burn victim. Yeah, it. What it should have been like is it should have been like that uh, season seven episode four Game of Thrones, where the dragon hits them with fire and they just turn to dust. That would have been sick. Yes. Yeah, it's fucking hellfire. Shouldn't it burn hotter? Yeah, and I will say how um, everything in this in this movie was doing pretty good on most accurate for like fatalities, and I, I was surprised they didn't go the whole nine yards with this one. I think they just wanted to leave it so that Shang Soon could take the body and do whatever they because he took takes all the dead bodies with him. True, and that's it. So and- I, it just kind of easily sets it up for like they're gonna come back, you know, Sub Zero's gonna come back or. Maybe uh, like we said, like Sub Zero's dead, but he's resurrected he's as a new Cybot. Yeah, but then his brother becomes the new Sub Zero kind of thing, and he's gonna be good. Which, if Ugh. they follow the correct, you know, the lore and stuff like that. Now, Josh, did you think there was gonna be a Shang Sun battle, and were you glad that they didn't do one, or were you kind of hoping that? At the end, they were setting it up. No, I, I was hoping he would do something. Yeah, I, I was I, hoping we get like you know him changing to the the different people that were defeated. You know, yeah, that's a big Shang Tsung thing is like him being able to morph into other people. So it would have been cool if like at the end he morphed it because he only took the soul of Kung Lao. Maybe he morphs into Kung Lao and he has to fight Liu Kang at the end or something. But uh, we've already said it. That's probably just going to happen in the next one. Where they're gonna bring back evil Kung Lao and Liu Kang is gonna have to take him down, kind of thing. Yeah, even though I think in the lore, Kung Lao is brought back from the dead, uh, and that's why because he, I know I could be wrong, but I think originally he was Liu Kang's ancestor. And yeah, in this one, he's a uh, he's cousin. His cousin, yeah. So who I don't know. I have to brush up on my more. Well, it's too late. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> should have probably done that research already. <laughs> I'll do that when the sequel comes we out. We should have done our Mortal Kombat lore research before we watched the first one. True. True. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that was it. That's Mortal uh, no, Kombat. What? What no, because we get to Cole. He's in his training area and the guy's like, hey, I, oh, need, I need you to fight. And he's like 200 bucks. And he's just like, sorry. I'm going to Hollywood uh, where are we sitting up here. And then there's a poster on the way. He's like, what are you doing? Where are you going in Hollywood? And then we see 
a belt buckle that says cage on a poster. And what the, what the fuck else? What does it say? It says coming soon. Yeah. No. It's a, it's like a, it says Johnny cage. It's like a movie rage, poster. the cage or something. Yeah. It's like just that. a movie poster and Johnny cage is the actor and it says coming soon. So it's basically just setting up that Johnny cage is going to be introduced. And when they give that poster and they zoom in, then we get, We do not get this song. Yeah, this is the this is the isn't That's this the actual song? Yeah, I, I, the, this is what I found. Yeah, uh, this yeah. is okay. This is it. Yeah, this is what we get for the credits, which I was all excited, but uh, it's still pretty cool. But because I grew up with the original, it's not the original. Hold on, we'll we'll let it play till it gets to. It's, it's not as fucking powerful. Oh, but they were definitely were, setting it up to be, like, clubby. It's coming. Don't worry, guys. Gilbert Godfrey. Test your might. Oh, my God. Scorpio. And then this part. <laughs> Take your ecstasy right now. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is when it gets all Mortal Kombat, uh, like Kylie Minogue singing like <laughs> I'm gonna Mortal Kombat. But then it gets the like night. extra dubby though towards the end. Yeah, it's it's not the same as the original. The original is always yeah. gonna be superior. And that's why the original movies could use them four times in a movie and we didn't give a fuck. No, yeah. Because <laughs> it's not at it all. hit way harder. But yeah, that was that was Mortal Kombat 2021. Um, overall, I really liked it. I did think there was some weird choices for some of the plot points, but um, this is this is yeah. what we needed for a Mortal Kombat movie, as far as uh, graphic violence, graphic language, uh, iconic character fatalities. It, it was great. It was everything I was hoping for. Well. Um, before you go further on how you feel about it, let's break it down even further with our scores. Time to get to the scores on a bit movie review. It's the scores with Josh and Andrew. Do you like the lyrics I wrote? Yeah, it was beautiful. Thank you. I have a good voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First up is the cheesy movie factor. And by that, I mean, does this movie use classic cheesy tropes from all movies, stuff that's always it's been done before, stuff that you see in a movie and you're just like, ugh, I'm so sick of seeing that. Um, I, I'll, I'll start. Uh, this movie did have a few cheesy things in it. Um, I can't say that the choices they made about the Arcana I can't include that because it's not, I mean, that's not a, like a cheesy trope yeah, I from don't another think movie. That was cheesy. I think that was just poor no, writing. But the the quips, we did like Kano a lot, but at times him being a character that just was, I don't know, always having a comedic relief character say something quippy is a bit cheesy to me. I'm not going to score this very high. I'm going to give it probably a three. Um, yeah, I'm going to say three. 
it wasn't it did take itself very seriously but there were a few things that held it back from being a purely non-cheesy yeah. movie for me uh, I think I'm going to go a little bit higher than you, but not by much. I'm going to give it a five because I think the the little nods that they gave to the original games were kind of cheesy, like the the spelling of Mortal Kombat, um, the sweep the leg thing, like just constantly doing that and how cheap that is. I thought those little cheesy nods were pretty good, but uh, I will agree with Josh. Besides the comic relief, which it most of it wasn't classic you know, tropes on it uh, didn't hit that cheese factor for me. So I'm going to give it a five. So that means you think it was really cheesy. I didn't think it was really cheesy. This, but isn't I thought, a, this isn't like a good cheesy scale. This is like if it's bad, it gets a higher score. Oh, see, we always score differently on this. Well, see, this is I, why I've started explaining it yeah. because I've heard I feedback that, <laughs> that you give a different definition of cheesy and you look at it as good. I'm yeah. saying that the movie's good good and doesn't do as much cheesy, which is why I gave it a lower cheesy score. Uh I think I'm gonna stick with five because there's some <laughs> some cheese I don't care what your explanation is. Well no, I, I get what your explanation <laughs> is. I agree with you in this aspect on I agree on what you said on it. But the way that I feel how they dump quick dialogue in or explanation of how things work is kind of cheesy. The way the Arcana, I know you didn't want to go into that. Like, I guess that I did say that's poor writing, but they totally barely explained it. And we're just like, oh, it's accepted. Just accept it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, and also like Sub-Zero one-shot kills uh, Scorpion's family with his ice blast but then for some reason later on cole's family is fine for a 10 minute fight and then they're warmed up by scorpion's hellfire or something maybe he's been around for so long that he's watched tons of tv and was just like hmm, in tv the villain usually doesn't kill the people that he's holding hostage and just uh you know dangles the carrot I wonder what they have in Outworld. Do you think it's like direct TV, <laughs> like satellite or something? Yeah, they're a little behind. Yeah, they still have like basic cable with like the antenna yeah. set up. So they only get the basic <laughs> channels, like local channels. Shang Sun's like being yelled at by uh, Shao Kahn. <laughs> Just <laughs> Ben, turn the, the, turn the bunny ears this way. Turn I can it that see way. you're using my Hulu Plus account. <laughs> I'm unable to watch How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> You will you log will out die. of my profile. <laughs> oh God. Uh, okay. Well, the important score. Good movie factor. I'm going to give this movie a 7.5 for it being a very I thought it was a very good movie. I'm not going to give it negative points for some of the choices they make. I mean, not giving it a perfect score is giving it the negative points. Um, I think it gave us a fresh take on Mortal Kombat. Um, while I don't agree with everything that they did as far as trying to explain how they get these enhanced powers, it is what it is. And they made that choice and that's fine. But this is a movie I would like to watch again and probably pretty soon. So I'm going to say a 7.5. And honestly, if I'm really thinking about it, it should be higher because I want to watch it again pretty quickly. 
Yeah, I'm actually, even though I did have a lot of, you know me, I'm just going to complain about everything, but I'm actually giving this an eight, man. Yeah, now that I just, I I was just about to up my score to an eight because, yeah, I do want to watch it again. And I think it's worth talking about more. And I think once I leave here and more people watch it, I'm probably going to talk about it more with people. Well, we've we've discussed and we'll get maybe a little into it after we finish our scores. We might be doing a recap chat with Fandom at Random further on. Yeah, because they were supposed to record this with us and we've kind of been. Oh, we didn't mention that we were supposed. Yeah, we've been pumping up that this is supposed to be this was supposed to be a crossover episode with Fandom at Random. But Mother Nature basically said, no, fuck you, boys. That ain't happening. And dropped a a tree on Ed's house. Yeah. So he's a portion of his house. He's he's fine. Yeah. He's busy getting that resolved, but uh, yeah, but my uh, t- I give this an eight because in I don't know, somebody who didn't play the games and has no nostalgia to this might feel differently, but the fighting styles, the moves that people gave like it, it made me feel like I was watching the game. It was the, it showed that the people writing it cared about cared. the source material. And that is what you give you give big points to a movie. Like maybe I don't think Detective Pikachu was my favorite movie we reviewed, but you could tell how much care was given to the source material by how they portrayed exactly. the Pokemon in that movie. And that to me gives makes me want to score it much higher. And, and you know what? I probably would have given this a seven, but you know what boosted it up to eight, Josh? No living kunais. In fucking Scorpion's oh hands. God, yeah. The fact that they didn't make Scorpion have living kunais, I yeah. loved it. I was like, yay. But score is an eight. I think it's a good movie. I'm going to watch it again. For a video game movie, this was great. It had yeah. action. Uh, the gore was there where for this type of game, it should have been. Um, the characters were there. I didn't question really their casting choices on anything. They were pretty good for the most part. I I I like this movie, and again, I'm going to see it again. Yeah, and I mean, I it it didn't suffer from what Monster Hunter suffered from, where Monster Hunter was a movie from the get go. You know, they are trying to set up a sequel. This movie was also doing that, but it didn't focus on that for even a second. You picked it up yourself just by watching the movie understanding that okay these are the characters we're seeing now and we know because they gave us little clips like little news articles of Nightwolf over here or when they get to Raiden's temple the murals of the different protectors through time and you're like okay well we'll see those characters and we're gonna see other Mortal Kombat characters in the next movie that comes out which I know that they've already confirmed, like one of the actors already confirmed he signed on for four more movies. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And I hope they get all of them. That would be amazing. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do again. I thought how they betrayed each character was great. The way they were introduced, I had no problems with. There were some characters, obviously, I didn't give a shit about that. Don't know why they added them. But the ones that I'm familiar with, I was happy what I what I got from the results. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll say is that while I did really like the actor who portrayed Shang Tsung, you just can't beat Carrie. Uh, was it oh, Carrie yeah. Tagawa Harioki? Can't beat him. Or I think it's Carrie Tagawa Harry. And Carrie Harioki Tagawa. Honestly, the, I guess this is my one problem. Um, because the guy that they did, uh, let's see, what was his name? Uh, the guy that played Shang Tsung now, um, 
where is he? What's his fucking name? Oh, uh, NG Chin Han. It just says NG. Yeah, I'm probably saying it wrong. Oh but boy. regardless, he did play the role pretty well. But, you know, like Josh said, he doesn't hold a candle to what's his name. Oh, we didn't mention the cool thing they did with his voice in this movie. Oh, they, they, they did like a like a doubling of his voice where there's like almost like a spirit yes. undertone to it. Yes. Like a weird ethereal thing going on with his voice. It's super creepy, but and it, really it was cool. cool. And but this kind of goes into what I was about to say. Um, the actor did good, but I feel like we didn't get a lot of shanks on. No, no. And I think that we're going to he'll have more involvement, I think, direct involvement. I mean, he did have direct involvement in this movie, but like he was just like showing up to taunt and then be like, all right, bitch, well, we'll yeah. be back. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the last score. Our last score is how comparable this is to the actual game. Um, and I'll let you go first this time. Andrew. This one, uh, I'm I'm giving a I guess I don't want to make it too close to a 10. I want to say nine, but I think I'm going to stick with an eight. Yeah. Uh, again, they had the moves in there. The fatalities. With, you know, fuck it. I'm giving point. it a nine. I'm giving it a nine, man. Like, I thought they did the storyline, of course, had a lot of holes in it. Yeah, it, it pulled a little bit of lore from because there's different lore in some of these games. It pulled a little bit from here, a little bit from here, a little of their own original stuff they wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I thought I yeah, they thought they they did a good job pulling that stuff out. But the thing was for me, man, was the fatalities were there. The fatalities the were, there, were there. The fighting styles were there. The actors did a fucking awesome job on that. The stages, the stages were there. Yep. The world looked like like the video game. Yep. The world building was there. The characters were there. They had their they very unique fighting styles. Um, we got to see basically a iconic fatality from each of the main characters. Yes. Um, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm I'm also giving it a nine. Yeah. yeah. Nine. The, it, the the small things they the small choices they made about the arcana and stuff like that, that that doesn't affect my opinion whatsoever. Um, because they got so much else super accurate with the characters, with the lore. Um, yeah, nine. The biggest thing that gave this a nine is they, this is the best version we have gotten. And I know you'll probably disagree because of Street Fighter. This is the best version we've gotten of a fighting game movie so far, in my opinion. I, oh, I would, I wouldn't, I would never say Street Fighter is, but yeah, I liked Street Fighter, but I also do like campy movies. But yeah, <laughs> but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, though, no, I know like, what you're saying. But I no, I agree with you. This is the I mean, the original Mortal Kombat movie is still so good, but that is purely fueled by nostalgia, nostalgia. from seeing it when I was younger. But again, it still holds its own. But for a more accurate portrayal of Mortal Kombat and how like raw and vicious it is and brutal and showing really graphic stuff, this one hits the nail on the head. So nine out of ten. Can't give it a perfect ten, but I, I I'm very I'm very tempted to honestly. But yeah, nine. yeah, I was I was tempted to give it a ten too, but like not the Arcana stuff kind of deducted point 
a point away for me on that one. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have to say it was a thing that people had to uncover through training. It could have just been like each of these people had this ability that they randomly just figured out they could use at some point by just the stress of battle. Didn't have to be something that they unlock through training. Go fuck yourself. Doesn't have to be that. But yeah. anyway, all that aside, and the, really the big, the biggest issues we have, we keep talking about the same thing. So clearly there's not that much that's wrong with this movie. No. This movie is very good. And I highly recommend if you like video game movies, you've ever played a Mortal Kombat, to, it's only two hours. Yeah. Like, honestly, Josh, I give this movie a round of applause. You and your fucking soundboard. <laughs> uh, Josh, what are we watching next week? So next week, we are going to be watching the 19... I don't know if it's what year in the 80s. I know this came out in the 80s. It is the animated Street Fighter movie that came out. And I have only seen a couple of scenes from this, but I know that it is a gorgeous movie. And I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, you know, anime style. So, you know, it's going to be pretty good. And usually these animated movies usually hold true to the franchises. Yeah. And we're totally doing a franchise flip here, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were also talking about just following this up with Scorpion's Revenge, but it's like, eh, it's pretty similar stories. We don't need to do that back to back. Oh, yeah. And also, I've been kind of looking forward to the Street Fighter one. So I'm I'm pretty excited. Um I've heard nothing but good things about it. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, same. And before we get into our information, uh, we did have only one question. We asked people online a little last minute if they had any things they'd like to say about Mortal Kombat or this movie in general. I didn't expect much because this movie did just come out. And the only person that responded <laughs> was Jamie. Again, thank you for listening to the pod, uh, Josh's brother. And he asked something I think we already covered in our previous Mortal Kombat one, but we'll discuss it again. What were our, real quick, what were our favorite characters to choose from in the Mortal Kombat franchise? Uh, Liu Kang. Scorpion, baby. That was my dude. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, both. Liu Kang and Scorpion, those are my, my dudes. And it's funny you said Liu Kang because I was thinking it too. I'm like, I did like to use Liu Kang a lot too. They had similar uh, combo. Yeah, <laughs> button input. So I'm like, it's kind of like um, Marvel versus Capcom. I always picked Ryu and Wolverine because you could always kind of do the same types of moves with them. Like Berserker Barrage, uh, Berserker and, the, Barrage. and the spinning kick thing are always down to back uh, high or punch or kick or something. And then fo down to forward punch was always the Hadouken and the um, whatever, some other Wolverine attack. Yeah. So that's why I would pick Liu Kang. Well, the, also, uh, I liked when he did the and the yeah, the bicycle kick, which he did in this movie, but he didn't go. Well, yeah, they they just made went, it proper because <laughs> you know that was definitely not an Asian person doing those sound effects. I don't think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they did in the original yeah, games. Yeah, they were Asian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, now I feel like a shithead. It's still cultural appropriation. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Well, Jamie, thanks for your question. And if anybody has any further questions that they, they would like to ask us, you can reach us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And that's the number 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And you can ask us any questions or say we fucked up and missed something that we referenced from the game or just yell at me. 
for not being able to read. Yes. Yes, being not able to read. <laughs> and also, if you want to listen to our backlog of movie reviews and video game discussions, you can go to our website at 8bitpod.com. That's the number 8bitpod.com. Yes, toasty indeed. <laughs> and as usual, Josh and I will be doing uh, weekly Twitches. Uh, twitches? Be- <laughs> I don't think it's <laughs> Twitches. I'm going to say We're going to be twitching on the internet. Streaming on Twitch. Um, I should be at this point uh, streaming Mother 3 this following week after this is released. Um, the week prior, I will be um, streaming the, which you can see the videos on my Twitch. Play- I'm going way too long. I'll be streaming Mother 3 after this recording. Uh, make sure you check that out at twitch.tv slash 8 and every Thursday, starting at 6 p.m., I'm going to be I stream at twitch.tv. Josh is square. Um, finally got my PS5 set up, and I'm going to start Spider-Man Miles Morales next Thursday. Uh, I'm going to be definitely checking into that, man. Just for the fucking low times, dude. Holy shit. How, almost zero, man. It's, it's null and void. Null and void. This has been Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Eddington. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>